Good morning or good afternoon. This is Miss Ebony here with Thrift Stores and Coffee Shops. Would like to wish you a very merry belated Christmas and happy new year. Um, to those of you that are new to the podcast, welcome. This is Thrift Stores and Coffee Shops. I am your VIP coffee bartender, just meaning that I'm serving up the kingdom topics that are ringing in my ear or on my heart, mind, and soul to you. And I talk about them, um, usually using scripture when it pertains to a specific subject, or I simply talk from the heart to encourage or whatever I feel like God is leading me to. Always test the spirit by the spirit. I'm not here to convert anyone, but if you want to know more about Jesus Christ, you can Google him. Or pick up a Bible and read about him in the Gospels, okay? So, anyways, today I just wanted to bring up uh, a topic that I feel like is very important um, as we are transitioning into a new season, a new year. Um, God is doing a new thing. He's always doing a new thing. We just have to be on board with when he's making moves. Um, I just think everybody... Who knows Jesus and follows Jesus should always be led by the Holy Spirit. I think that's a very important part of our life when you are a Christian. Um, it just makes sense to let the Holy Spirit guide and lead you. Which brings me to a topic that I feel like um, I got. I guess I was just talking to God about some things. And then um, I always feel prepped to go on the podcast and speak about them. It may be something that we haven't really talked about in church. I can say myself, I've grown up... Um, I grew up Baptist then, and I want to say like maybe fourth or fifth grade, I moved. My mom felt God leading our family to a different church, which would at this point be considered non-denominational because it was a multicultural church, which I'm extremely grateful for. Um, but in where we are, I feel like and what God is doing, um, he is doing a new thing in the body of Christ, regardless of what's happening in the media, um, with church and things of that nature. I've kind of been oblivious to what's been going on until recently. That's why I don't be on social media a lot. Um, if I do go on there, it's usually for giggles and to post, um, business stuff. But other than that, I'm not on there very often. I am on YouTube more because I watch movies and then documentaries and I try to stay up to date and abreast on what's going on with the world, but not let it consume me. But um, I only know about certain things because I see like a post or something randomly and I'm like, what's going on? Where have I been at? Clearly under a rock, but I'm glad I've been under a rock because it just means I've been able to focus on what the Lord has taught, told me to do. Um, but in essence... Um, Excuse my little dog in the background. <laughs> I know you guys probably like little. No, she's not little, but I'm just saying little. Sometimes she acts like a little dog or puppy. Um, in any case, I um, I just wanted to talk about like kingdom business because I think it's a, po- a topic that needs to be covered. Um, it's something that we need to, you know, I think understand and reverence when it comes to God and his nature and who he is and what he, I guess I want to say requires of us, but wants us to understand outside of this world. Um, there are two kingdoms, as we know, the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of light. 
and as children of God, we follow the kingdom of light, but I think sometimes the kingdom of darkness tries to seep its way into the kingdom of light, and we have to be careful with that. Um, I know there's a lot of leaders in whether they're known or not really known by many that have fallen because of the two kingdoms intermixing and I think it's important for us to understand who established kingdom first and who dominates the kingdom um, I think it's important for us to first know those things before we make any decisions whether it's career purpose ministry they're all intertwined with whatever you're called to do your ministry or whatever your business can be your ministry it is a ministry that's the way i see it but um it's just important to know what kingdom is in your own life personally and then so yeah i was talking about kingdom business and excuse the podcast time frame. Now I understand why it cuts off. Um, it's a technology <laughs> Mac thing. So I guess for all you Mac people that actually do podcasting on Asia, know you only have five minutes and you don't use Chrome. So that's just a disclaimer on this thing. But if you're interested in continuing to listen, just keep on listening. Keep just keep on this episode because it's going to be uploaded in five minute increments. So. Just FYI. Anywho, so um, when it comes to kingdom business, I really just wanted to really touch, to really touch on like kingdom finances and what that looks like. Um, not to be all super like Christianese or speak Christianese, but I think it's important for us to know that just this world system is not God's system. Yes, God allowed for things to be created. Um, not everything was created with God in mind, so it is a God system. The stock market is not God's system. You know, God told me that specifically, so I know it's not his system. It's not, you know, God is not a money God, you know. He created everything. He didn't need money to do it, you know. Um, I think we have currency and things. God created gold, you know. That was our currency i feel like that's kingdom currency but of course it's translated into now what we call the dollar for america in different currencies around the globe um because man has created a system that has allowed free economy to run but there are other powers and beings that try to control how things are done in the world with each i would say hmm, with those that are in leadership, in position, in power, to try to create that, a certain narrative for those of us who are underneath the, um, you know, underneath the, I don't know what I want to say, I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all, you know what I'm trying to say, that are under, I don't want to call it, I was going to call it citizenship, but if you're a Christian, I was trying to use a certain term that would mean all of us, but not really all of us, because if we're kingdom, that's the whole point of me talking about this, is we're not of this world, but we live in it, and we operate in it, um, but anyways, besides all that, my thing was, I was coming to a place of thinking about kingdom wealth, and what it looks like for Christians, and I was thinking about it, because I've noticed, just specifically within the church, type of church that I've grown up in, 
people come into wealth or money or status or whatever later you know if they're say for instance they're a pastor and they grow their membership the membership's not their membership excuse me and there's more finances coming in more tithes being paid more offering more you know of course the building needs to stay abreast and you need to upkeep the building so a lot of that finances goes into paying the clergy or administration that runs the church i mean there are secretaries and people that work at the church during the day i think we do know that to keep the church running there are people that clean the church Sometimes the pastor cleans the church. Sometimes there's hired help. You know, there are different things that operate the mission and the ministry of God. So those things do need to be paid for. I mean, lights, camera, action, all of the things that go into having a ministry, right? I think we know that our own homes have to be operated on that. Bills have to be paid. So I don't know why people think, well, you can just operate off of air in church. It's not how that works. The air conditioner needs to be taken care of, right? But I was getting at a point where there's uh, sometimes, you know, when, when churches grow or you see quote-unquote mega churches, the finances, things change. You know, you see a bigger church, there's a building, they move, things get bought, and, you know, they're able to plant seed in other places and create new ministries and, you know, feed 500, 5,000, all of the things because there's more resources. But I think what people fail to realize is any dollar that comes into our hands if you love Jesus was never our dollars in the first place we were just called to manage it we we're just called called to steward it you know I was reading Psalms 119 today this morning when I woke up about you know David just really wanting the heart of God wanting the word of God more than anything more than money more than the things that he was doing in his own life and it just led me to believe that there's more to this life than this, than money, than status, than even than doing what you feel like you're called to do. Um, it gave me a reason to really think about more of why I'm doing what I'm doing and that how I want to build a report with God first and then trust with the people that I deal with every day, whether it's on my job, in my business, or whatever. It's like... I want to have integrity and I want people to see that there is like where I am, where I stand. And it isn't necessarily always having to be an image bearing thing about, oh, I look this way because of the status I have, because of the money that I have, because of the money that I make or whatever. It's like whether I make money or not, I'm still a kingdom woman. Whether I have this, that or the third, I'm still God's child. You know, that doesn't make me either. But I think what we've lost sight of, even with the uh, the expansion of kingdom and what people are doing on social media, is just that what we have in our hands is not our own. It never was. You know, just like your children, when you're giving your children or you have a baby, that child's not yours. You give them back to the Lord. Christians are not just for your child to just be covered by God. You're literally giving your child back to God. That's what Hannah did. She prayed that if God... She wanted a son. She wanted a child. But she wanted to dedicate that baby back to God because she knew that even in her barrenness that the reason for her barrenness was not just for her. It was a testimony for what God would do in her life post her having her baby. So it really is a lot for us to look at. I think when people come to a certain status and they get more money in church, pastors and leaders and the like, I think they forget about God 
And they think, oh, this is just God blessing me. I get to buy this house now. I get to do this. I get to do that. And not to say God won't allow you to. I think he's very okay with us living a blessed life, um, regardless of what kind of car you drive. It doesn't matter. As long as my car is paid off, I don't care. Like, it could be a Honda Civic, honey. I don't, honey, she paid for, okay? But I think when you lose sight of what the vision is and you put those things that you want more above God and before the church and before the mission of Jesus Christ, then I think that's where we go wrong. I think that's where people fall when they let that pride of life get the best of them. I think when people mismanage their own personal finances and they call themselves trying to come in and manage the kingdom business when it comes to the church or ministry or nonprofit or whatever you run, that's when it's a problematic. If God can't trust you with your own personal finances to do what you call to do, you can't even give $5 to someone who's in need. And what makes you think he can trust you with the money that he's blessed you with? Because you're going to have people that are going to come to the church or ministry or nonprofit or whatever you run and ask for bills to get paid because there's going to be people that are going to be falling behind. There's going to be single mothers that need help, single fathers, people that have just got out of rehab and need a place to live. Like, this money is not our money. Let me just tell you that. Any my my money that I make, regardless of what I do, is not mine. Every dollar is dedicated back to the budget and a budget dedicated back to whatever God want me to do with it. Outside of paying my bills, which may or may not be, let's just pay, make a hypothetical number, $2,000 a month for everything that I own. The rest of that money that I make is a savings, and it goes directly back to the Father, and it built, it's called to build with it. And then the extra income I make from the other things that I do, that's for building kingdom. Anything that I get, I can't say this is mine. If God tells me, okay, go buy this, I need you to buy this go buy this you need to stock up for next season that's all happening i need you to buy this okay ebony you can go eat this place ebony okay this is what i need you to do spend 50 dollars on these shoes this is the shoes that i need you to have for this season these are your boots blah 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 blah. like i literally listen to the holy spirit when it comes to my money if he tells me you're gonna buy something but wait i wait i don't play with my money i remember having a dream with god's money excuse me when I was living in Georgia, this was a couple of years ago, and like, you know how sometimes you can't be aware, you're not aware of how much you're spending until God has to show you because you're not really budgeting like you thought you were or you should be. I had a dream. I had all these receipts piled up in this folder that I really kept them in. And the person I was working with at the time was in the dream with me. And it was almost like this folder was filled with receipts. And I knew that was God when I woke up telling me, Ebony, you've been spending way too much money. I was living on my own, bills were paid, but it was just like, I didn't have what I needed. I didn't have more what I needed, more of like saving because I was spending more than I was saving. And that was just not correct. I've gotten slap on the wrist, hand, pow, pow, whatever you want to call it by God, because I was mismanaging even what I thought I was doing, what I was doing. And it just had to show me like, this is not what I want you to be doing. I need you to be a little bit more forward moving and disciplined when it comes to your finances. Because of what I knew God wanted to put in my hands later. Because sometimes God will tell you you'll have this or you're going to have that. This is how much I want you to be blessed with in the future. This is what you're going to manage. I mean, I have conversations like that with God. So I don't know if you do. But 
if he can't trust me to manage and budget a hundred dollars, what makes you think he's gonna bless me even with a thousand extra? If I'm blowing two hundred dollars on shoes or whatever, not to say that's what I'm doing or did, then what makes you think? I mean, I did like in college, but <laughs> probably over time. But what makes you think that he's gonna trust me with two hundred thousand? The Bible clearly states about the faithful over little, he'll make you ruler over much. But I think that's regarding our finances as well. It could go with children, having a family, you know. If you can't manage your own family, you know, and the relationships that you have now, and you want a husband and babies, what makes you think God's going to bless you with more of that later when you have an attitude all the time, you cutting up, you cussing at people, you're disrespectful to your mom, your parents, or whatever, people around you even disobedient to your bosses at your job like what makes you think God wants to bless you to be a boss when you can't even be in submission to your job you know what I'm saying like we have to be faithful in the little and I've had my cut up moments and I've had attitudes at jobs too so I'm not acting like I'm exempt I'm literally speaking about myself too I don't do that now I have great bosses but you know, I just feel like we have to really seek God about ourselves um, and our wealth, whether it's a lot of wealth that we have in our hands right now or what we're going to have later, because I think God really wants to center us and get us to understand what kingdom business is. Don't get trapped in the way of this world because it's fleeting very, very fast. I think we can see that with all the crap that's happening in the world today. Money, finances, economy, people not having a mu- enough little bit going by. Like, you have to realize that even when it seems like there's a drought, we have to trust the God of our youth to provide for us. He may be telling you to go and buy seeds to sow into your own ground at your home if you own the real estate, of course, in the land. To be able to have an abundance of food when the time comes. Because there's there's other times coming where it's going to be a drought. People think COVID was something. There's some other stuff coming. I don't know if you've been in prayer and in faith. But God is showing us what's happening with the economy that is not built on him anyway. Because it's power, control, wars are happening, rumors of war. Things like this have been in the word for forever. I don't know why we're acting like something is new. It's terrifying to watch sometimes. But at the end of the day, if you don't have the word in your heart, what what good is it if you don't know what God is calling you to do in the next season? Ask God where does he want you to start putting your money? Ask God where does he want you to start where banking, you know, even bank, banking or budgeting. What is it? I had to pay $40 for a budget. Somebody I was following on YouTube just to see where my money is going. Just to see, God, how can I budget this stuff out? That you blessed me with, so I know that in my future I will be trusted with more. Because I'm a kingdom woman, I have to do kingdom work and I have to have money and finances to do that. There's just, I'm sorry, God provides manna from heaven, yes, but we have to be realistic. We have to have money to do the work of the ministry, whether that's through grants, whether it's through investors, whether it's through just regular people that are paying you for your services or other businesses that are doing B2B, B2C. You know, whatever it is, like, you have to have finances to run even a ministry. It's going to take money and faith and action on your part. So, I just feel like we just have to get back to the basics, get back into our word, understand what scriptures say about kingdom, studying First Corinthians 12, 
about what this world of kingdom looks like for us in the body of believers starting there and then asking God what does kingdom look like in your life